0: All right, welcome back everybody to another episode of A Pinball Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here, for listening, for watching. I really do appreciate it. And if you hear craziness in the background, I do apologize. My four crazy ass kids are home from school today, thanks to snow days. And they're supposed to be doing virtual school, but if you can hear them in the background, they're basically just acting like wild banshees right now. And I'm just gonna let them be kids at this point, cause we're all stuck in at home and it has been just a crazy week this week now we are going to talk about pirates of the caribbean from jersey jack we're going to discuss the crazy spike as if this is a GameStop stock we're going to talk about this crazy spike that has happened but before then just a little bit of uh general talk just for a few minutes um pretty much i had another podcast that was ready to go with tom graff of wisconsin we were going to talk about a tournament that was to be this weekend at district 82, the winner 2 X. However, my whole computer software, my camera, everything just bugged out the entire time we were doing it. So unfortunately that file is so corrupt. It's, I don't even know if it's saveable at this point, but I will say he is going to be streaming that on Fox cities pinball this weekend. I am supposed to be there and I'm going to try everything I can to go there. Now I'm due, As of this podcast, it's February 11th at 10 a.m. I'm supposed to be on a plane tomorrow morning to Wisconsin. The problem is that I'm running into right now is Oklahoma City is due to have record snow, blizzard-like conditions this weekend. I believe it's, it's kind of flurrying outside right now, and we do have ice on the ground right now. The roads are basically undriveable because in Oklahoma, if there's tornadoes, we're like the 300 Spartans, you know, everything's fine. We're all charging. We all go outside to watch. But when it snows or it ices over, we're just like the Monty or Monty Python Grail Knights, just <laughs> hiding in the background. It just we don't work well with ice and snow around here. We're never prepared for it for whatever reason. The only thing that happens here in Oklahoma when it ices and snows, guys, is legitimately all the milk and all the bread gets sold out. Oklahomans need their milk. They need their bread when it snows that for whatever reason, that's just the way it is. I don't buy it, but that's just the way it is. So with that being said, I hope I can get on a plane. The problem I'm going to run into is not necessarily getting there. It's getting back. They're saying between 10 to 15 inches of snow is due here on Sunday. And that's when I'm supposed to fly back. And therefore, if that happens, it's legitimately going to shut down our state for over a week over a week it legitimately will and then i'll be stranded somewhere in wisconsin and i i'm not sure yet if i can do that but that being said circling back around yes circle back for everybody scoring at home so circling back around the the tournament's going to be shown this weekend on twitch i believe it starts at 9 30 a.m central time for Fox City's Pinball on Twitch. And then, even if you guys don't see it live, it's going to be on all day long. It's like 10 or 12 rounds, and then they're doing a three strike afterwards, too. If you don't happen to catch that, it will be up on YouTube afterwards at Tom's YouTube, also. And I can link up to that whenever it does become available. But I encourage you guys, if you guys are into tournament pinball, if you're brand new and you're thinking about getting into competitive pinball, this is a good thing to watch, even if you don't watch it live, just because there's so many different types of games. You get to see a mix of a modern game one round then a classic game the next round and they're all set up to tournament standards and they all play very well it's the everything is greatly taken care of up there by the eric or by the owner eric it is definitely it's a great facility it's by far my favorite facility to visit around the country it really is it's breathtaking to see and if you ever get a chance to see it i highly recommend that you go check it out all right so moving forward uh led zeppelin pro my review is nearly ready i swear guys i'm doing it i decided to add in a lot of b-roll to this one i wasn't going to just do a podcast just to talk about it although you probably heard me on either canada's podcast talking about it briefly or for a couple of minutes or talking about it on this very podcast as well you know and definitely to clear there because i've had some people asking me different questions about it about what my true opinion is and everything You know, the reality is the way that I operate with pinball, I want to always give honest feedback. And just because I have certain criticisms of a pin, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't actually enjoy that pin. I recognize that not every pin is perfect and therefore you're going to have some issues with it. There's always going to be something that isn't quite right, that you wish was a little bit better or that you just don't like at all. Certain mechanics, certain design choices that happens. But, The reality is is there's still a ton of fun in it and it's still fun for me to own personally i mean it's just to me it's like a video game if i'm playing a video game i may not like all the choices in it i may not understand all the choices in it but i'm still going to enjoy playing that game for an extended amount of time and that's the way i feel about led zeppelin for me it's a fun overall game and my review will be fairly positive just spoiler alert just because from the way that i look at it it is a fun game Now with that review, I'm hoping to have it out. My goal was to have it out this week, but I'm probably going to bring it out early next week. Legitimately, I've gone all out for this video. It's, I'm terrible at editing. I'm kind of just teaching myself along the way. And I legitimately have over a hundred elements of B-roll for this video. That's roughly about 11 to 13 minutes long. Sometime, somewhere right around there. So, I try to keep it moving along and hopefully you guys will enjoy it overall because that's the way I plan on doing my reviews from here on out. Whenever I do get a hands-on review that is here at my house or somewhere close by on location, that's my general plan. So moving forward to the actual podcast topic now, six minutes in and we're finally getting to it guys. Thank you guys for hanging in there. All right. So Jersey Jack, Pirates of the Caribbean. If you guys have not been paying attention to this lately, the prices on there have absolutely just shot up through the roof. And I've been wondering just to myself when I'm sitting down here, you know, not talking to anybody, but a mic, just wondering what does this mean for pinball exactly? And when we're talking about these prices shooting up to give you guys an idea Let me bring up, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're gonna see my display capture real quick and hopefully this will work. Gotta remember all my buttons, of course. I'm not even gonna edit it out. You guys are gonna hang out here with me when I'm doing this. Come on, come on. There we go, all right. So this machine came out, guys, roughly, about two and a half, three years ago now, it's, or maybe two and a half years ago. It's been a little while back in 2018 announced late 2017. And as you guys can see the MSRP for these pins back in the day was 8,500 for the standard, 9,500 for the limited edition, 12,500 for the collector's edition. And knowing all this, the pins right now are selling for anywhere, and this is up on Pinside, the pins are selling for anywhere between $19,500, clear up to $25,000. And there are multiple pins up for sale. This isn't just one or two. Last time I checked, as of this podcast, there's at least eight, and I know of at least five others that are out there that aren't even on Pinside that are right around the same price. And it's, it makes me curious as to where this is going to lead at what's the end game to this and what i mean by that is keep in mind that this game basically goes against nearly every single talking point when it comes to what a lot of people believe pinball should be it legitimately does and i'm going to go over why that is here in just a few but knowing where these prices are i would be absolutely shocked shocked just floored If Jersey Jack does not rerun these games, I know it's been heard or been said, they don't plan on it and all this, but there's money obviously to be made here. When we just saw what the MSRP was just a couple of years ago. And now we see a pin that was 9,500 new in box is now being priced at 20,000 to $25,000 used. That, I mean that right there. If you have a Pirates and you're debating on selling i mean me personally if i had one i would be selling right now at seventeen, eighteen. i would just be going collecting my money moving on because i would be absolutely shocked if there's not a rerun of this and i don't have any authority on that i don't know i'm just saying just looking at how this is all working out i would be very surprised when i look at the history of jersey jack from rerunning games When I know that they're looking at this and when you see that you could probably price this machine all of a sudden for two to $3,000 more with the same amount of price for parts that could still be around. I mean, why not do it? Why not do it? But coming back to why this goes against every, nearly every single talking point that we know about pinball or what people believe pinball should be. we got to look at it this way on this pen in general, there are all right one second i hear a kid crying let's go check that out real quick okay we're back sorry about that apparently one of my daughters was upset because the cat was not playing with her obviously i should have got a dog but getting back to it okay the funny part about this pinball machine is that it does go against nearly every single talking point when it comes to what a lot of people believe pinball should be and those points are and this is dealing with pirates of course these points are is that there was a lot of lack of assets with this game in which it didn't have key actors. There was no music from the movies. The rule set itself was incredibly complicated, incredibly complicated. If we just look here on this capture, this is the rules flow chart right here. And guys, I'm the type that I love a great rule set. I love, in-depth rules i love rules that are have a lot of breadth to them also but this right here this even confuses me as me at times this is a very difficult rule set to really figure out and i mean just the rule set in general there's 22 characters to choose from there's six multi-balls not even including all the wizard modes i believe that there's upwards of six wizard modes completely i mean there's just There is so much going on and there's big reasons for that. And one of the main reasons why is that yes, the game is jam packed, but because it's so jam packed, you need a reason to really use all those mechs. It creates a need to have a a fairly in-depth rule set, whether it's the LCD, whether it's as many different moving parts to the game there is because you really need a reason to use all those parts, to shoot everything that's in there, to use all the flippers that are in there. And so those are three things right there that, uh, you know, that uh, it goes against the general perception that you really need a ton of assets from a theme and that you need music, you need voice actors, you need from the movie or from the assets themselves, or that you need a rule set that's really simplified because this machine does none of that. It literally does none of that. And even when you get a little bit more in depth to it, if you guys remember, and this was on Jersey Jack's YouTube channel back in April of 2018, to where before this machine went into full production, they legitimately removed two of the mechs in there to where the spinning, or not completely removed, but they altered the mechs. The spinning mech in the middle that's currently a single mech. Some of you guys might not remember this. It used to be a triple mech before then. And then they realized that they had to, they had to switch it to single. And then also the chess mech was changed to be stationary instead of opening and closing. So those are two major things of the game that altered. Now, obviously it didn't break the game. It didn't change people's want for the game three years later, but it did alter a lot of people's perception early on because that was not a popular decision. As a matter of fact, I believe that video still, it has more down votes than up votes. And I know on Penn side, people just, lost their minds. And I know for a fact with myself, my wife, she's a huge pirates fan and we were going to be in on an LE for it. I was going to surprise her with it. Cause one of the first pinball machines I got her, if you can kind of see it over here is the stern POTC. And as soon as I saw that that mech was changing, the spinning disc mech was changing. that's when I decided, you know, I'm out. Like I, I just, we couldn't justify doing it at that point. But, That being said, it still is a beautiful game. Obviously, there's still a lot going on to it, but these are all the things that are lined up for a game in which now it's going for $20,000 on the third party market. So what does this tell us about the future of pinball? Because this is a theme that wasn't even in high demand at the time, guys. It was not in high demand. And I don't even know if this theme is even in high demand now. I, I don't know. I, I would think that the reason why that this pen is so inflated at this point is just because people want something that not too many people have. Since this game, the production of this game, there wasn't a ton that went out in the public just because the cells weren't quite that big. That's just the reality of it. And that's why I wouldn't be surprised at all like I said earlier in this podcast, that's why I'd be shocked if this did not come back out again and do another run because there's so much money that is left on the table, and that's that's free for the taking at this point. so why not do it in my opinion? I mean, if people are willing to pay eighteen to twenty five thousand for it on third party market, you better believe new and box they're going to be willing to pay twelve five for it, even if it's the l e version on a rerun I mean that's just it's the way these economics are going to work for sure. And, you know, I wonder too now, if Pirates is going up that high, now I'm starting to legitimately wonder, and you guys are going to think I'm crazy about this, but I'm starting to legitimately wonder if the CEs for GNR at $20,000 might actually be underpriced now. I'm actively wondering that and again, that's just speculation. I'm not saying, oh, somebody go out there and price it at 2530 or some crazy ass number, but I'm wondering like, where is the ceiling to this? Because GNR is a much more desirable pin. And yes, there's going to be a lot more pins out there, but I have to believe too, that the people that are in on the CEs for GNR, the vast majority of them are mega fans. So I really wonder if I had a CE, I would have, thought around 18 to 20,000 would have been a pretty good resale value on it. Not saying I would do that. That would just be my assumption. But now I'm actively wondering if that is underpriced now, just seeing where Jersey Jack is going. And at the same time with their increased prices for GNR, when they went up by a thousand dollars on the MSRP just last week to where now even their standard, is coming in at around $8,000 when you're considering taxes and being all in with shipping, it ends up probably coming up over $8,000 for a standard. Now, I'm really curious as to where Jersey Jack goes from here, because even their owner, Brett Abess, or Abyss, Abess, I hope I'm getting that right, but I do remember the early podcast for Jersey Jack on their episode two, I believe, that he was even stating on there that... It was very important for jersey jack to start going after location pinball because he felt like it's an important area of growth for them i think he was kind of hinting at that in order to penetrate that market that stern has a hold of and they even stated as much that they were looking at help you know trying to help locations get back on their feet to make it easier to buy a jersey jack pinball machine but now if i'm a location and i'm looking at jersey jack in general I really don't see how I can justify even getting the standard because it's, how do you get your money back on that on location? Unless you're starting to do dollar coin drop, unless you're charging a lot of money. I don't see how a lot of these places can get it. So I'm curious to see, and I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just curious to see how that plays out in the future with future themes coming out with new, new pinball machines coming out. I'm curious to see, where that matches up at. And that leads me to wonder what type of innovations is Jersey Jack going to do? What boundaries are they going to push now? Is, is these price increases? Will they allow for more boundary pushing? Are they just a result of raw material prices or costs going up, which probably is most likely because I can tell you from personal experience, I know a lot of stuff that I do with my career. There's a lot of stuff that is going up for raw material cost. It's it's getting a little nutty out there. So I am curious to see where Jersey Jack goes from here and how they're going to really develop these pinball machines and what innovations are they they gonna do? And are these games going to continue to kind of exceed our expectations on being jam packed? Like where do you go after GNR? How do you exceed our expectations? How do you even meet the expectations? They've set the bar so high. I really am curious to see what happens by summertime, where we are at by then. But that's all I got though, guys, is a quick episode. Sorry about the uh, little interruptions here and there. I will have the Led Zeppelin review up hopefully early next week. That's the goal. It's pretty much done. I just got to tighten up my edit. Thank you guys for getting to the end of this episode. Leave a like below, comment below. Tell me guys, tell me what you think. Tell me what you guys think. That's what I'm trying to get out. I can't even get my intro done. All right. And I got to fix Iron Maiden too. I just noticed it's flashing purple. Thank you, Penn Stadiums that are on it. I have no idea why it's doing that all of a sudden. That's what I get for having power surges. All right, guys. I'm out. Later, guys.